1: These guys are brave! They're Hawkeyes, living in enemy territory. Listen, these guys are way past their point, but they're still Hawkeyes! They're spreading the Hawkeye height to all of Nebraska! The Frost Advisory is cancelled! Cornhuskers? More like corn shuffles. Are you ready for this podcast? Let's go!
0: All right, welcome back to the Nebraska Hawks Nest. Make sure to give us a like and subscribe so you can get all the most updated Iowa Hawkeye legend interviews that we do. Today, we have current Iowa Hawkeye legend, future NFL legend, Davion Nixon. What's going on, man?
1: Nothing much. How you doing? I'm doing good. I got to
0: say, you're looking really slick in that NFL gear, man. It just suits you really well.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Thank you.
0: Man, that is, that is gorgeous. Did you get that from like uh, the combine workouts or anything like that?
1: Um, So when we're at, uh, I was at Epsos training in Florida, we did like a little photo shoot for ESPN and NFL network and stuff. And so we got to pick one of the things that we got to take pictures and record in and then you get to keep it. Oh, so. cool. cool.
0: That's awesome. So you were doing a lot of workouts down there. Tell us how workouts are going, uh, You know how everything's going for Davion right now, because we haven't seen a lot from you, just some periodic interviews. I think we saw some stuff on NFL Network and some other things. But tell us what's going on with you right
1: now and how, work or how workouts are going. Uh, so when I was in Florida, I was training – like six days a week, uh twice a day. Morning is like running and afternoon is like actually lifting and stuff like that. Uh now I'm back at Iowa, so we train like once a once a day and I think like four days out of the week. So, uh right now it's it's pretty good, you know, just living my life, trying to see as much family as possible <laughs> and trying to catch up from everybody and get ready for the NFL draft. So all right. So like this is going to be a complete secret. No one's ever going
0: to know about this. Just me and you talking. If you could go to like any specific city or any any type of place you're like, "Oh man, I'd really like to live there. That sounds awesome." Is there anything that's really crossed your mind that gets you really excited or are you just like, "Hey, I don't care. Just I'm going to the NFL wherever
1: I go, I'm good." Yeah. It's more so where i go, I'm good, but I, of course I'm going to go somewhere warm, get out of the cold. I've been in the cold for too long now.
0: So. Honestly, <laughs> right, you now you're going to get drafted by green Bay. And you're going to like freeze your ass off out there, but it's, that's a great, that, you know, that's a, that's a great, uh, uh, a great team, like a great, a great history and you know, you'll, you'll end up doing great wherever you go. So we're super excited to, to see where you end up now. I would hope every first or second round pick, which you're going to be first rounder, we know it, we're calling it. You got to make that first purchase whenever you you, know, you get a little bit of that NFL money or anything like that. You buy that first cool thing. Some guys buy a car. Some guys get a cool apartment. Some guys get some jewelry. Have you made any cool purchases at all yet?
1: Um, I bought a 75 inch TV. Oh yeah. I bought that and then I think like uh, another speaker, but nothing too big. So that's not big. bad at all. Yeah. That's pretty modest. What type of
0: TV did you get?
1: Um, a Roku, Roku TV.
0: Seeing you were even like budget friendly with a Roku. <laughs> You're being smart, man. All right. All right. That's cool. Yeah. You got to get a big screen TV. You got to so- have something to watch your highlights on. And, you know. Thanks. No, I totally get that. You know, one thing that we wanted to know is, you know, you seem to have this really cool relationship with your dad. We um, interviewed him a few months back, and um, he's just such a upstanding guy, and we really, really enjoyed talking to him. And it sounds like that, you know, over the years, you guys just had a really fun relationship. Tell us about how your dad really aided in your development as a student, uh, as a football player, and just as a human being.
1: Um, So, like, growing up – uh. My dad was like the stern dad as well as like the loving dad sometimes. So like it was like a age relationship where anything and everything was a roller coaster. Like you could go up to him and be like, "Hey, dad," and he'll probably be look at you and be like, "What do you want?" Or he'll be like, "Hey, son, give me a hug." Like you know, it's so many, so many different things. Like I grew up with him as a coach, as a father, as a best friend. There's like so many so many things. He coached me in football, basketball. So, like, literally through everything in my life, he's been there. He was a security guard at my high school. So, like, it's, like, hard to get rid of him, you know? <laughs> really hard yeah. to get rid of him. But, uh, Always watching. Really, yeah, always. Our relationship was really good growing up. Um, we had our little rough patches here and there, you know, father-son things, but... Oh, I, yeah. We had a really good relationship. Uh, he's, like, my best friend. Anyone, like, the one person I could really go to and uh, tell anything to, so...
0: He told us my, still my favorite story of all time when he told us about your pizza rolls story, when you (laughs) cooked a whole bag. And whether anybody wants to admit it or not, almost every guy has done something like that. But he said, you made the whole 90 count. And then I was like, man, Davion's innovative. He's drizzling ranch all over the pizza rolls. I'm like, that's a good idea. So I got to admit, I tried that afterwards and it's damn good. So good call there. (laughs) Tell us about that story a little bit when he kind of called you out on that. He walked in, he wanted to say, Davey, I'm like, what are you doing? And then he was like, wow, like, man, you're towering over him, you know, he's like, the kid's growing, he's eating like crazy. Tell us about maybe some of the crazy things you ate growing up and a little bit about
1: that pizza roll story. So about that story, um, I had made the pizza rolls, and I was trying to sneak back into my room because I <laughs> made that many pizza rolls, but I was hungry, and I really liked pizza rolls at the time. Oh, so, yeah. I just put them on my plate, put my ranch on there, and I tried to, you know, to my room and, and go eat them and watch my shows and my, my P's and my Q's. But once my dad saw me, I just, like, stopped, froze, <laughs> kind of, like, turned my head. i like, that, And so oh. I'm standing there, and he's like, just go ahead. You know? He's like, you're okay, go ahead. And I'm like, okay, well, right. I got away with this one, you know? Like, I used to eat all types of things. Like, I've eaten, um I want to say, like, Tyson chicken nuggets, like, the whole bag, and put in there with like some cheese and some ranch on top. I, I've eaten that. I've eaten whatever. <laughs> I used to put hot dogs on pizza. Like cut them up and make it like really. Yeah, like like a t- little Tyson piece or something. You okay. Whatever, like extra little toppings on there. I used to put hot dogs, all types of stuff. I I used to eat a lot of different things. I was very creative when it came to cooking. Like I would make um the Thanksgiving ham. I would cut the ham up a little bit, put like cheese on it and some jelly, some mayonnaise, and on the bread and make a sandwich. And yeah, I, my yeah, I used to, <laughs> used to. That's why I that's love. Awesome. It. There's so many different things that you can do <laughs> with the kitchen. That's that's why I love the kitchen.
0: Hey, we put out some tweets to Tostino's about you being their spokesperson. Once you got into the league, we even, like, put your image on some Tostino's bags. Oh, I it. That was awesome. Yeah, we're like, we sent that out to him. Like, we got your next spokesperson. This guy's living the product. Like, let's set this
1: up right now. That was so great. I oh, man. In here in Iowa eating pizza rolls now. They, they love them.
0: Oh, I mean, I mean, anyone who doesn't like a pizza roll is somebody I can't trust. I mean, that's, that's that's good stuff right there. Hey, that might be another like you know another future opportunity for you. Some Davy on frozen meals, like frozen pizzas with hot dogs cut up. All that creativity, man. Like get that stuff Maybe. on Shark Shark Tank or something like that. Those are so you are coming up with some ideas that like I've never even heard of before. So I can't even I, I can't I can't even say I've ever thought of that. Um, really wanted to talk to you too about um, this past season at Iowa. Um, the first two games of the season uh, were a little bit tough. Can you tell us uh, really what kind of happened in the locker room with the players? Cause it really seemed like that third game of the year, everybody thought that the wheels had fallen off and that the season was not going to go well. And you guys really turned it around, like really turned it on you. You didn't quit and you stuck with it can you walk us through a little bit about what those conversations were like in the locker room and uh what went behind you guys just continuing to push and fight
1: i kind of blacked out on my screen
0: oh can you hear me okay do you want me to re-ask that
1: no i got you okay um a lot of the things that happened in the locker room were um just a bunch of the guys were crying, you know, cause, uh, like a lot of, the, a lot of the younger guys were crying. They were scared that, uh, you know, the season was over too. And at that moment, it was a bunch of the, like me, including myself and a bunch of the older guys, we walking around the locker room, telling everyone, you got to keep your head up. You know, it's going to be okay. We're going to make it through this, you know, and then that following, that following Sunday, at practice or at uh, our little walkthroughs and things like that, we're talking to each other and, you know, we're, we're doing player led meetings and we're telling everyone, like, hey, you know, this isn't, it's not, it's far from over and we got to make a decision, you know, to make this thing change and we just got to finish throughout every game. And so we made it a, a goal for every game that we got to start fast and finish fast and start strong and finish for strong. And, you know, and uh, that's what we did. We came together as a team, as a unit and got the job done. So.
0: All right. What a, uh, we're going to ask you, too, about your most infamous play in Iowa history. And you know what that is right now. You're going to be known for that forever, the the killer crossover. And uh, showcasing some of your basketball moves. You tried to have your dad take some credit for that, which he would not. He said that your basketball coaches gave that to you. Just completely juking guys down the field. We're going to take a look at this real quick, and I'm sure you've relived this and watched this a, a million times. Here it comes. Second and ten. Clifford had it picked off! snag on the run and rumbling ahead. Davion Nixon makes a move. The big fella stretching his legs. Davion Nixon to the house.
1: Sealing the deal, you would imagine, for a jubilant Iowa bunch. That's a phenomenal play by Nixon.
0: Yeah, that was an understatement of the century, the phenomenal play that made you look that that video made it look a little slower than you were. Walk us through what you were thinking when that play happened. Cause I swear, like when we watched that and it happened to everybody, we blinked. And then all of a sudden the ball like hit your mitts and you were gone. Like that that that's some reaction time right there that like blink of an eye, like you read that play. You had obviously studied some film and knew that
1: was coming. Walk us through that. So, um, during the game, they were doing the same play. They were throwing the ball to the running back, and it was going right over our heads, and they were getting, like, 10, 15 yards to pop off the play. So, we ran, like, one, one blitz. We ran a blitz that play. We ran two plays in a row. So, before the pick, they, we did the same play, and he threw it, and the ball went right over my head. And I'm like, I could have picked that off. So no. on that play, on the next one, we did the same thing. I come around. I just lagged off a little bit. I wait for him to throw it, and I just throw my hands up. And once I grab it, I'm like, I got to go score. I got to go score. So I'm running down the field. I know I'm past the offensive tackle, and I have the quarterback in front of me. So I see the quarterback, and as I'm running – Towards the quarterback, I'm like, I can run through this guy or I can go around him. I got to make a move. I got to decide something. So I'm running and like everything right now is in like slow motion. So I'm calculating everything, the math, like what I need to do. And then like the reaction time is like really slow at this point. So I finally get to the quarterback and I'm like, he looks like he's looking at the ball. He's going for the ball. He's not worried about me. He's worried about the ball. Yeah. So like, okay, let's make him think he's going to get the ball. So I go left come back right and throw it over his head and then I just start running. And I play Madden a lot. So in Madden, when you're when you got a guy running with the ball and he's not faster than the people that's chasing him, you got to weave side to side. So I'm looking back over my shoulder for the running back and I know the quarterback is right behind me. So I, I go towards the middle of the field to the right and I see the running back behind me. I'm like, okay, I cut back left. So that way he has to trip between him and the quarterback in order to get to me. And it was like, it just worked out perfectly. So it was like, the best. (laughs) best how
0: how did it feel to like you put the dagger in that game? Like we hadn't beaten Penn State. We've been so close. Like it'd been single possession losses that we'd had to them pretty consistently. And you guys put it to them that game. How did that feel to you that you were the one that put the dagger in that game and finished them off?
1: Um, it felt good, you know, and it it was it's weird because uh, we don't even see it like that. Like before the game, I'm yelling out to everyone. It's been ten years. It's been a century since we beat these guys. You know, we got to be the change. Got to be the difference. And um, you know, uh, like I have had someone else ask me that question. Like you know, you put the dagger into them, but it's like it's like really weird because like the game, the way it was going, it was like we were we were already gonna win, but they were like they had like attitude of coming back. So Mm. we we decided like, you know, as a team and as a defense, like, no, that's not going to happen. So we're, we're like yelling at the coaches, like, you know, call this play, let's get some fire on them. Let's blitz them, things like that. So it was like, it's more, it was more things to it that made it the dagger than just my play. My play was like really good. It kind of like solidified the win, but the dagger I want to say was, was literally like, I want to say probably like five different plays other than that play. Like, that was yeah. the throw of the, all right, that's the icing on the cake. But the dagger, the one that cut through the cake, those were, those plays were, like, the entire team just literally out there balls to the wall playing, trying to make sure these guys did, you know, trying to make sure we finished strong, basically.
0: Man, that was so satisfying. Like with the game watch, I was at it, the whole place just fell apart. Like, are you serious? We had to replay the thing like three or four times. I'm like, I didn't even see what happened. Like, what the hell? Like, that was unbelievable, man. That, that's got that's always that's got to feel great that that's gonna go down forever as one of the greatest plays in Iowa football history. You gotta be like, yeah, yeah, baby.
1: That no, was yeah, cool. <laughs> hell yeah, that it was awesome. Oh yeah, uh, I I'm coming back to the sideline from running the touchdown. I'm throwing up all over the place, people recording. I'm like, I'm going to be seen as a guy who ran a touchdown and threw up over his teammates and his coaches. <laughs> but, like, the just having the feeling and knowing that, like, I'll be up there with people that um, are currently in the NFL or you know former NFL players that have great plays and things like that. You know, it's, it's definitely a blessing and an honor. It's, it's something to look forward to. I can't wait to see how long it goes for. Honestly, there
0: was a lot of Adrian Claiborne, uh comparisons because he was you know had something similar. He had a blocked punt, you know, but yeah, this this might have been even next level. Like that <laughs> that that pick. So that I mean that was that was completely sick. When during the season and during your career. <laughs> Tell me about uh, that one team that was the most satisfying for you to beat, the one that you wanted it maybe a little bit more than the others, where the fans just maybe rubbed you the wrong way. The players were a little bit chippy and just a little bit more annoying than a random game. Was there that one team that you're like, God, I really just want this one just a little bit more. I want to beat
1: these guys. Penn State and Wisconsin. Yeah. In 2019, well, we lost to Wisconsin. Wisconsin. And a devastating loss, and that one really hurt because we have a lot of players from Wisconsin on our team, and it just feels good, especially to beat them at Wisconsin. That was going to be amazing. So this year, to beat them here, it was, like, beyond amazing. It it was, like, the best feeling in the world. We were out there making snow angels and just having a grand time, you know. um, It felt really good. That was a great game. Uh, I don't like Wisconsin because I'm from Wisconsin a little bit, kind of, but, um, they, they, they told me to come on a, on a visit, you know, there were talks of offers and things like that. And then once we got there, no coach said anything to us. They kind of just like left us in a corner by ourselves. And so it was just kind of like a weird transaction, a weird thing to happen. So we just kind of, you know, move forward. It's like, okay, it is what it is. I guess they don't want me. If that's the case, you could have just said that, you know? But, um, filling them, beating them was like a great feeling in the world. And Penn State, I never liked. Penn State I don't I don't have a, a of uh, a, a pinpoint reason as to why there's just, an arrogance oh, there I, with I, them I just, yeah honestly yes I just yeah. I feel like they think they're they're better than they are yeah you know, I feel like they try to stump on teams and really you know if you get the right team to actually play you and not be so nervous and scared you guys you know they fold under pressure and I'm glad Ooh. we was able to show that this year so. I feel like when we
0: have played both of those teams that, you know, the Penn State over the year, Penn State and Wisconsin, I feel like we've been better than them. We just haven't closed. And last year you closed out every trophy game. Like you're walking out like with all four of those, man, like that's got to
1: feel great for you. That does. We spent like, I want to say, 10 extra hours as a team just walking in the building just so we could see all the trophies, field, all the trophy cases filled like that. Oh. That's honestly the best thing in the world is to come home and see all four trophies every time we go to practice, every time we come in for a meal, meetings, anything like that. That's like the best in the world.
0: All right. So, you know, we like to ask weird stuff like this. So, Davion Nixon, the NFL player, you're in the league. You know, this doesn't necessarily mean you're going to like do this right away. But, Davion Nixon, the NFL player, what car is he rolling into the practice facility in? what's it gonna be you get you can just pick one anything what's it gonna be
1: it would it would probably be the trackhawk the trackhawk yeah the trackhawk is definitely nice i really like that car what
0: what is the it, trackhawk i'm not it, sure what that one is it's
1: uh it's kind of like an suv and a truck mix it's like a it's like a weird thing yeah who, ma- who makes I, it who made I forgot who makes it track hauls? I think it's Dodge. I think dodge? it's Dodge. Okay.
0: All
1: right. Again yeah, like they like, it's just like they're like really spacious, really big, you know, besides right. truck, cars, vehicles. But um they're really nice and they look really soft, smooth and yeah, they're they're beautiful. Once you get inside one or see one online, you'd be like, Wow, I see why he likes it. All
0: right. Um, so now, you know, Tostinos, pay attention and dodge. So we got we got two coming up two, 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 uh, two endorsements we got we got to get this get this get this rolling I think you'd look amazing in a Dodge I I drive a Dodge Challenger if Davion was you know the spokesperson for a Dodge just sign me up I'm buying one um, t- tell us about what that was like I, you know I really thought a lot of you and a lot of the Hawkeye fans really respected that when the bowl game was coming up that you weren't you didn't opt out that you were still planning on playing and being a part of that game and that you know the fans will always remember that about you when you could have been like i'm not going to play i'm going to focus on the nfl you know you were still with the team tell us about how frustrating that was with you know with mizzou backing out there was a lot of things being thrown around on social media that they had no intention of playing that game uh they didn't want that smoke we heard that they, you know, you guys were rolling at that time. They have a had a new coach. They had a little bit of a winning streak there, and they didn't want that winning streak to get trampled by, you know, Davion Nixon and crew. Tell us about how you guys felt about that.
1: Um, it, it it hurt, honestly, because um, especially for the seniors, um, a lot of the seniors, a lot of us, we wanted to, you know, play that one last game, that one last bowl game have that feeling, you know, of uh winning going out on a on a good win mm-hmm. like that. Uh we were a lot of us were hurt when uh Michigan backed out because we owed them a buck booking from twenty eighteen. So we were ready <laughs> we were yes. ready for them anyway. So um, you know, it was it was it, it hurt a little bit, but uh, yeah, you just kinda live and you just go
0: I dished out some dough for that Michigan game at, at Michigan the last time you guys were there, and I got seats like on the second row on the 50-yard line. We could not get anything going offensively that whole entire game. I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, oh, I, that was a frustrating game to watch because, again, we were we were a better team than them. We just we couldn't get anything going. We were. We were. Uh, uh, tell us about um, – the 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 during that period when you were um considering uh when you entered the transfer portal and you were considering looking at other schools um you had some frustration on your end um walk us through kind of what what your thought process was your dad gave us a little bit of insight on that but t- tell us kind of what you were thinking and then when that alabama offer came in obviously that's you know, Alabama is the creme de la creme of college football. Nick Saban, the greatest coach in college football history. Alabama, you're, you know, if you play a four year career at Alabama, you're going to probably walk out with at least one or two national titles. Tell us about how that whole process went and how difficult was that to to turn down the Crimson Tide.
1: So uh, when I was at JUCO, I got that offer from Alabama. Um, it was, it wasn't, it wasn't too hard to turn them down. Um, it was it was harder not going on an official visit to see the campus and you know the things things like that, but um, yeah, it wasn't too hard to turn them down. You know, um, Iowa was there from the jump, so it was just an easier choice for me. You know, I'm all about family and loyalty, and, and that's exactly what Iowa were what they were, what they is. You know, they they brought in that family and loyalty. Um, from the get-go, and uh, it just sold me and my parents. Um, My dad was a little heartbroken (laughs) about it, but, you know, I told him I could tell. It's the best thing. So, um, and then when I did uh, enter the transfer portal, um, it was just a confusing time. Really, there was so much going on here at Iowa and so much going on back at home and things like that. Um, I was able just to, you know, talk to, really talk to a bunch of my teammates and my brothers and we talked about it and we were like, look, you know, we're we're all fighting with you. You know, you're fighting with us, you know. I can't leave them, they can't leave me. It's like turning my back on my family, something that I would never do. So, mm-hmm. you know, just suck it out to the end with my brothers and just just keep going. So
0: Again, I mean you just make Another high character move. And, you know, it's things like that, that I feel like the NFL teams are going to see and the reason why they're going to want you, because not only can you get it done on the field, but you've proven a high level of character off the field, which is awesome. And we're damn glad you stuck with the Hawks. I mean, we're really, really happy that you stuck around because you made some very memorable plays for, for all of us Hawkeye fans to remember for the rest of our lives. Um, want to talk about a little bit too about what um and you you're probably you know you, you being as young as you are you're not looking big picture, but I got to tell you at Nebraska Hawks Nest we got some ideas for you, and you're such a well spoken guy and he's very engaging. We talked to your dad about this you got one of those smiles that lights up a room everyone's like very engaged like when you're talking like we're listening. Have you ever thought about hey like when I'm done with football? I'd love to be on tv like be a commentator you know work in you know sports radio you know television espn or coaching or anything like that have
1: you ever given that any thought um i've always given a thought to being a comedian i've heard a lot that i can be a comedian because uh people think i'm funny i don't know how but that's what <laughs> um i've always thought about being a comedian um a lot of my a lot of my life i wanted to be in the swat team somewhere um Ooh. Because the SWAT team, it seems like so much fun, so much action. And then you also have that that same thing, it's family aspect as well, like football. And, like, yeah. you know, you go in and you train with your brothers and your sisters and you go to war with them at the same time. So, you know, I've always thought about that. But I've never really thought about – um doing anything like TV or radio or anything like that. I've, I've always wanted to be in a movie, be an actor in a movie once, you know, my okay. smile or something like that and just hop in, hop out the camera, you know, be in the movie like, yep, that was me, guys. That was me. I was right there. Anything like that. But uh I never really thought about that, you know.
0: Well, we'll get started with the Tostinos and Dodge commercials. That's going (laughs) to dip your toe in. And then after that, you know, then we're going to get the agents going to get some more offers going. But we definitely see some potential down the road to be making some appearances on NFL Network, on ESPN, because, you know, you need to know you're such a well-spoken guy and you come across so well on interviews on camera. So that's something that you really that you should consider. Um but also too, we've seen, you know, we gotta ask you a little bit. I hope this isn't too personal of a subject, but looks like there's there's a girlfriend in Davion's life. Um, can you tell us a little bit about her? Let's we'll see, she seems pretty cool.
1: Uh yeah, so I do have a girlfriend. Uh, her name is Lira King. She's actually upstairs right now. I think she might be asleep in the room. Uh okay. Yeah, we've been dating for a year in what's today's date. Five tonight. It is the nineteenth. Yeah, five months. If I get it wrong, she'll be upset. Okay. So five months. So yeah, we've been there for a year, five months. Um, I met her when I was younger. Um, we grew up, our family. So it's weird. It's really weird. So like, her mom and my stepmom are best friends. Really? So, yeah. My dad's wife. Uh, they're best friends. I bet and, they're
0: loving that.
1: Yeah. You, you know. So like, we we all kind of grew up going to the same church a little bit. And, okay. You know, same area and hanging out with each other a lot more than expected and then um we dated a little bit in high school and then we just decided to be friends and then you know just just fate kind of brought us back together so awesome man it just seems from an outside perspective looking in I think that's a really
0: great relationship there so it's uh it's cool to see man so we're happy for you and uh, we're so happy for you to see you, uh, go th- go into the draft. We're all going to be watching, and all the Hawkeye fans are going to be cheering for you. And I don't know how much you know. You know, you know a decent amount. Obviously, being in Iowa about the Hawkeye fans. As Soon as you get drafted, Pete, all the Hawkeye fans are going to be getting on NFLShop.com. We're going to be getting our, <laughs> our Davion Nixon jersey. We're going to be. That's going to be one of our favorite teams because we don't have an NFL team in Iowa. The Hawks are our team, but. On, on Sundays, we flip around and watch Hawk, you know, the the Hawkeyes, you know, play mm-hmm. on whatever team they're playing on. So we're going to be supporting you the whole way through, uh, trying to watch you live and, and travel a lot to see you and support you throughout your career, man. Because you're going to kill it and you're going to do great things.
1: Thank you, thank you so much. You know, trying uh- to make everybody proud That's all I'm doing.
0: You're, you've done great at that so far. So what um what's the, the one thing that you're looking the most forward to going go to the next level in the NFL? What's the one thing that like,
1: God, I can't wait for this. I can't wait to do this. To play against Tristan. Really? I can't wait to play against Tristan. I just want to knock him down one time and just stand over him and just look at him and laugh and then pick him back up. You know, it's like that, that, that brotherly love connection just like from Iowa. And then was, it's like literally – Like we'll be at practice again and we'll be going against each other and he'll hit me, knock me down, pick me up or I'll hit him, knock him down, pick him up. And then we just keep going. But once we're in the game together, it's like a whole different, you know, different level. So we're going against each other for the first time. Actually playing was going to be that's one thing I'm really looking forward to.
0: He seems like he's a great guy. He is. I love yeah, Chris he Chris seems Chris like Chris. he's a good dude do you guys have now and i don't want to put you on the spot and i should have warned you about this a little bit we always have everybody um all the former players that come on do you have any like funny interesting hilarious stories from like practice or from weight room or conditioning or anything they're like that was crazy like that happened like you look back and think of something funny that happened that you'll you know you're you know just messing around her at a workout and something pops in your hand is some funny story with you and your teammates at practice
1: that makes you laugh and smile um i'm trying to think we have so many we have so many things that we did like locker room like literally parties in the locker room that i'll give you a funny story i'll give you one so one day we're in the locker room and we're listening to music and the coaches, when they come in the locker room, they come in the locker room trying to talk to a player or something like that. will will make like bird sounds. So that <laughs> way everyone knows, put your phone away.
0: You're no okay. phone to the locker
1: room, put your phone away. So one day we're, we're in the locker room, everyone's getting dressed, you're or whatever, about to go to the hot tub, take showers or whatever they're doing. Coach, one of the coaches comes in and you hear an echo from one side of the locker room all the way through the other side of the locker room. And it's loud. It's very loud. And I want to say one of our cornerback, one of our safeties, he has his phone in his hand and he has ear pods in. So he can't hear. Uh Oh, the coach walks up right behind him and we're all just looking and no one, like we're all trying to like get his attention to like put his phone away, but he can't hear us. So we all just, you know, mind our business. Hey coach, how you doing? He stays right there. He goes, watch this. And so we all crowd behind him. Coach taps him on the shoulder. He turns around, drops his phone. The phone cracks. He throws his AirPods in the locker room or into his locker. The, lo- the AirPods break when he goes back and find them. And he's like literally in tears, like scared to death. Because oh. the coach staring at him. He's like, don't you know you're not supposed to have your phone in the locker room? What are you doing? Like he's ripping them. And the kid just sits there and he's like, coach, I don't know. And the coach starts... Busting out laughing, he's like, "Pick up your phone." You pick up the phone. He seen that the screen was broke and everything. Like, oh like, man, broke your phone! It was so funny at the moment, at the time, because like he like freaked out. It was like the funny <laughs> where he like jump, turn around. Like, almost fell. He was, like, spooked out of his mind. It was hilarious. It was hilarious. that's
0: That's awesome. We have had got some crazy stories of different things and shenanigans that have gone on in there. Because, you know, as fans, like, you guys are going to have fun in there and do, you know, things and joke around. And, like, the one of the best ones was Kyle Schlicker. Uh, he, he kicked for the team back in, like, I don't know, like 10 years ago, I believe. And they took all of his pads and his jersey and duct taped them to the ceiling. And he couldn't get him down when he came out. I'm Like that was fantastic. Like you know shenanigans like that. So always, always good stuff going on. So nobody did anything like that to you when you were like early on in your career. There, did they? I'm I'm too big for that. I, I you can't. They don't want to mess me. with you.
1: Put taping me on the ceiling. If I fall, what happens? Who's gonna? No, they
0: me? didn't. They didn't oh. tape him. They taped his pads and like his helmet and like all of his jer- his jersey and so he everything.
1: Couldn't, he could not. uh um... He was
0: late getting to practice. He said, he goes, I was only late one time. And they duct taped all my gear to the ceiling. I couldn't get it down.
1: I would have been so upset. So upset. Oh. But he, that's
0: what he said. He's like, the kickers get that kind of crap done to him. Nobody else. Because yeah. the other guys are too big. You'd kill small
1: them. Guys. Always the small guys. You hide all the things. You make them look for it. They're a little late. <laughs>
0: Oh, that's awesome, man! Hey, well, I have, we're gonna let you get going. We know you're a busy guy, and you got a ton of things going on. But we just wanted to wish you nothing but the best and and nothing but great luck and success at the next level. And you know, we're we're, we're hoping you get drafted as high as possible so you can get that Trailhawk or whatever, be rocking right into the into the stadium. And that man, so congratulations on all your success. It's well deserved. And thank you for all the awesome memories you've created for us as a Hawkeye.
1: Thank you guys for having me. Thank you so much.
0: All right, Dave and we always end it with the Go Hawks, man. Go Hawks. All right. We'll see you, man. Thanks for joining us.
1: No problem at all.